Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. And our top story today, are you and your partner financially incompatible? And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Tara Falcone is the CEO and founder of Reason. Tara, it's great to see you. It's been a while. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Yeah, it's great to be back on. It's been a little while. It has been a little while, and that's unfortunate for us. But here we are. You know, it makes the absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Financial incompatibility between couples. And look, last week we celebrated uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, it was a great time for couples to celebrate their love and warmth for each other. But we're not always financially compatible, Tara, are we? No, we're not. And I think that that's definitely a dimension of someone that's really uh, missing from their, you know, dating app profile (laughs) that people aren't like, oh, I'm a spender, I'm a saver, I'm a stacker. Like nobody's really putting that, like how they manage money um, on their public profile. And so when you're swiping right on, you know, relatively superficial uh, things and then forgetting to get into that conversation as you're starting to get to know someone, it's, you know, highly likely that you'll end up uh, kind of being incompatible and possibly finding some of those issues out down the line when you're like, well, I already love this person, but boy, we see money very differently. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, you had these conversations at the, you know, it's been a while since I've dated and by the way, not a very good dater, but, but there are questions you ask when you're across the table from someone uh, at dinner, having drinks and, you know, things like child, do you want, do we want children? Do you want to own a house? Um, you know, what kind of job, what's your career like? And it, it seems to me that broaching this conversation later on as you're committing to somebody um, makes a lot of sense. It definitely does. And I think that we, you know, often when we're talking about those big aspirations, we talk about, you know, them in kind of the, um, the intangible sense, right? But the reality is that kids, a house, all of those things cost a lot of money. And so when you don't actually speak to your partner about, you know, how much they earn, like how much do they have in assets? Like what are, you know, what's their savings rate? Like all of those kinds of things that are the means to those end, right? To be able to afford a house or have children and, and live the lifestyle that you want. Um, there's there's a missing piece there. Um, and so it's, it's really important to talk to your partner about that. Um, and I highly recommend doing that earlier than later. Yeah, and you're not advocating. We're not advocating for Tinder to have a, a, a file upload where you can load, load the last five years of your IRS returns, right? I mean, this is this is more of a. Although that does make a lot of sense. I mean, your your credit score, your debt uh, debt to equity ratio. But in all seriousness, how do you broach that conversation? Because it is sensitive. It's like sex, politics, religion, um, finances. Hard to talk about those things. Yeah, and I'm definitely not advocating for that either. I think that we as human beings are so much more than our credit score, right? Um, So just to be clear about that, but I think there are a lot of interesting ways you can just sort of bring that up. You can either use a, you know, me statements or I statements say like, hey, like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about making this change in my 401k. Like, what do you think about that? And that's an interesting way of gauging someone's level of like financial literacy and awareness Um, or like, what do you do, right? And so like kind of making it more about like, I'm asking you for help or insight here. 
um, but also doing like a little digging while, while I'm doing that. Um, so that's an interesting way or bringing up conversations about like how your family maybe has managed money or spoken about money in the past and asking what their experience has been. Um, all of those ways are, are okay ways to, to bring them up. Um, I definitely wouldn't start that conversation with like, you know, what's your salary? <laughs> like that's, that's not the way to go um, as that can be a really sensitive subject for um, many reasons. But um, I think there are ways of kind of, you know, tying it into the goals that somebody may have um, and into their like previous life experiences that would be an okay way to open those doors. Yeah. And, and I like that you brought up the asset allocation conversation as a retirement network. That, that to me, uh, look, financial literacy is important. Uh, and, and a lot of us don't have it. Um, and, and you have to, you have to work to maintain it. And, and it seems like that's a kind of, I don't know if you would ask, you know, let's, let's talk about what, what is actually part of a, mutual fund. I don't think you have to go to that level, but really kind of getting an understanding, hey, how do you allocate your 401k plan? Do you go in the target day funds? Yeah, what do you do for your employee benefits? Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, do you think the 60-40 portfolio is dead too? Like, you know, like kind of like bringing up these, you know, these kind of headlines in the zeitgeist about, you know, just getting their perspective on what's going on. And I think that just asking some of those simple questions can give you a pretty solid sense of just how much somebody pays attention to their money. I think that's a really interesting um, barometer for, you know, how compatible you may be. It's like, if you're either somebody that's in your bank account, investment account, kind of seeing where you are, tracking your net worth versus somebody that like avoids all of that doesn't want to look at it, there's a pretty high likelihood you're not going to be compatible. Um, you're not going to want to like even talk about finances, let alone see eye to eye on how, you know, you should be spending or investing your money. Yeah. Look, Tara, you have designed apps for your businesses. I still think there's room there to reach out to Tinder, uh, JDate and some of the other ones. I, I, I would, I'd say go, go for it. I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about petflation Look, we're all feeling the effects of inflation. Our pets may be as well. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network.
wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Tara, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here, especially when it comes to talking about pets. A absolutely. I, you know, we, we need to do more pet, pet friendly programs. Uh, a lot of us are, are and you know this from dealing with your customers and your, your client base, and that a lot of us are feeling the pressures of inflation. You go to the food store and you can't help but see that eggs are over $4 at gasoline prices through the roof, especially maybe where you are in, in California. Um, but our pets may be feeling inflation too, although I don't know if they know it or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if they recognize it. I think that, you know, I have uh, one permanent dog and then we are currently fostering another dog who you may have seen on the last segment climb onto the couch. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if they're aware. I think that pets are happy with what you give them a lot of times. Um, you know, if you were taking your dog to doggy spas and daycares and now you're not, like maybe they recognize the lack of social interaction. But, um, you know, if you're switching their kibble, like are they really that aware? I'm not sure. Some dogs are pretty persnickety about that. They'll turn their nose up to certain food um, if they don't like it. Luckily for me, that's never been my experience. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think it's less about what the animals feel and more about the guilt that maybe the owners feel um, having to, you know, downgrade their food for a cheaper version or, you know, go to the vet less often or, you know, take them to grooming and do it, do it in the home, you know, home bathtub <laughs> instead. Like, uh, I think it's more um, about what the, the, pet owners are feeling, um, which is just a larger kind of um, proxy and example for what we're all feeling, I think, overall being stressed by the cost of eggs and gas and um, all of these other things. Yeah. And, th and those, by the way, uh, I'm not, I know I'm not informing you, I'm just making a general comment that the gas prices, they impact shipping, they in fact impact food production. We have two wonderful, beautiful cats, Sebastian and Peaches here in the, at, the, at, the, at the studio. 
and uh, they're on prescription food. So we go to Chewy.com, by the way, not a sponsor, but if they want to sponsor, they can reach out, right? Allah. Um, but in all seriousness, food prices through the roof and, and health is important. And health, it's important to buy good food as a human being. Really important to have, make sure you're buying the right food for your animal for their longevity and their overall health. Yeah, well, speaking of pass-through costs, I mean, these are um, this is another reason why something like pet insurance is really expensive because you know it's I think the the cost of pet ownership most people just think of it as you know the like weekly monthly cost of being able to feed them and sort of take care of them in general. Um, you know, what happens if they need more than just preventative care like vaccines and whatnot? What happens if they you know are at the dog park and they sprain their knee or like they get bit or you know who, any any you know it, it digest something they shouldn't right? Like there was a, an ear missing from a stuffed animal here the other day. And I was like, oh no. Um, but it just really highlights the importance of um, having pet insurance so that that will offset the cost of any unexpected, very, usually very large and getting larger vet bills um, that you may not be expecting to pay for. And so, um, yeah, just another plug for pet insurance and I'm sure Healthy Paws is not a, uh, a sponsor of this program yet either. Not yet. Um, but I'm, if you're looking for pet insurance uh, for many reasons, I'm, I'm a personal fan of Healthy Paws. That's what we use for our dogs. And, and there are things you can do, Tara. Uh, you mentioned them at the outset of the conversation that we started in this segment. You can bathe your animal. And this is, by the way, not to take away from the groomers, I mean, they have a very important role to play. I've seen a lot of the great videos online of beautiful dogs coming out of the groomer. They look like my grandmother did when she came out of the salon many years ago. Um, but, but there are things you can do to kind of curb costs, cut costs, um, if you don't want to cut costs on your food. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we we bathe Rocco at home. Um, it's actually a fun ordeal. You get a, a, a licky mat, which you can like put peanut butter and stuff on, put it in the freezer and then just stick it via suction cups to the back of your shower. Um, loves to just go right in there and get it. Takes five, 10 minutes, you know, rather than just driving to the um, to the groomers, doing the whole rigmarole there, having to pay $15 to use their tub, like it's the whole thing. So you can, you can save yourself at least 20 bucks every time you want to wash your, you know, animal by doing that at home. Um, and then, you know, in addition, like, Try to walk them yourselves instead of paying for a dog walker, like, you know, try to take them on vacations with you maybe instead of um, going to the borders. So an example, like my husband and I did a large road trip recently, and we kind of did the math. We're like, oh, you know, should we should we send Rocco somewhere, or have somebody watch him um, or bring him with us? And interestingly, even though most hotels will charge a pet fee of like somewhere between $25 and $75 a night, um, that is still significantly less than we would have had to pay to board him somewhere. And he got to come with us. We had a great time um, and it was, you know, a, a full fun family outing <laughs> for everyone. So there's ways of getting around it um, and kind of bonding more with your pet in the process. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you tied in the segment one. You had a conversation with your husband. Sounds like you are both financially compatible. That's that's awesome to hear. I love that. Tara, we're going to have to leave it there. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Yeah. Thanks, Jeffrey. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes.
Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.